Welcome into Words with Wallace. I'm your host, Nick Wallace. Coming at you, it is Monday, February 19th, one day after the conclusion of NBA All-Star Weekend 2024, which, in my opinion, was the worst All-Star Weekend I've ever had the displeasure of watching. It genuinely felt like a punishment for me, which is really disappointed because I'm still a kid on the inside, right? I still really look forward to All-Star Weekend, no matter how bad the product is. The previous year, by the time the start of February starts rolling around, I start making the teams. I start thinking about the dunk contest. I'll reminisce and maybe look up some Vince Carter 2000 highlights or something like that. Get myself all fired up, and then I am continuously disappointed. But I do think that this year was the worst. And now... I'm at the point in my life, I'm a little bit older, right? If you guys are reading the title of the episode, it reads, I'm too old for All-Star Weekend, because that is true. But what is also true, it's not even objective to say that the product absolutely sucked. And while there are a lot of things in my life at this point where I'm asking, like, hey, is are high school kids just, like, more annoying than we were back in the day? Or am I just old, right? Like, does candy just, like, not quite hit the same? Or am I old? Those are the questions I ask myself. And then, is All-Star Weekend really that bad? Or am I just old? Is it just not made for me? And I think both are true, right? I think I am too old for All-Star Weekend. I think that much is, is sure, right? But I also think that the product is absolutely terrible. And I understand that despite the fact that I have an NBA podcast and love and respect the NBA an unhealthy amount, dedicate way too much of my life to watching and talking about the game of basketball, All-Star Weekend isn't made for me. And I know that. It's made for kids probably between the ages of like 6 and 14, somewhere in between that range. That's probably like the target demo of All-Star Weekend, the ones that really care about the contest and really care about just the wow factor of seeing like literally the like these super teams and the best players in the world all taking the court at the same time. You know, it really is designed for kids. And while I understand that, watching a product that was so bad I'm wondering who it's for. Do the kids like watching the interviews in between every single piece of action, right? In between the middle of contests? Do they like seeing the event start at like 10 o'clock Eastern and last until like 1 in the morning because we can't figure out pacing of any of these events? It was just so bad that it was genuinely an embarrassment to the game that I love to talk about. So I know that this was already long-winded to start, but I am hoping that this episode is less than 10 minutes because if I spend more than 10 minutes talking about All-Star Weekend and how to fix it, then I'm just a maniac. This product doesn't deserve any more of my time than I've already invested in it. So if I go more than 10 minutes on this podcast, you guys have permission to come find me and take away my microphone. But with that being said, I am just going to fly through my issues with All-Star Weekend and give a few suggestions on each contest on how I would improve it to make 2025 All-Star at least somewhat better than what it was this year. I think it all starts with the production of the event, and it really comes down to the folks at TNT, because this could have been, in my opinion, the worst part of the entire weekend was just the way everything was drawn out. Obviously, the late start, I already touched upon a little bit, but that was pathetic. I mean, the All-Star game was literally advertised to start at 8 Eastern, and it didn't tip off till 8.45. Like, there was just so much pageantry and unnecessary interviews and clips and content that we just don't need or would have been better suited maybe an hour before the event. Like, again, if you just said it's going to start at 8.45, then I wouldn't have been as mad to see Reggie Miller having a random conversation. Overall, it was just way over the top, and every single event was just way too drawn out. Like, why do we need to interview the, the participants of the skills contest in between each round? Unless you're just trying to guarantee that the dunk contest doesn't start till 11 o'clock Eastern, there's no point to interview a player that has not even won his respective event yet. It was just terrible. I just thought the commentary throughout was just really weird and awkward, and I actually felt bad for Ali LaForce at a time, the fact that she has to be trotted out there in between every single event to just ask the softest of softball questions ever that clearly she didn't even write herself. Uh, I thought that was really frustrating. 
Even visually, like the court that they used on Friday and Saturday night, it was like a giant TV screen that was in place for the celebrity game, three-point skills contest, dunk contest, everything on Saturday night. It looked horrible. There were, it was constantly moving and changing and like you really couldn't even see and it didn't complement the lighting of the actual event and the players on the court. It looked like some of the traction was compromised as well. And it just comes down to these networks really just trying to fix something that was never broken. People already tuned into All-Star Weekend before all the, the pomp and circumstance of the event, if you will. Like, they don't need the interviews. They don't need the flashy court. They don't need any of that. And so I just felt like it was really frustrating and a really tough look for TNT as a whole. I'd love to swoop in and say, like, hey, maybe someone else can buy the rights and TNT should lose control of it. But frankly, I did watch at least five minutes of the Celebrity Game on ESPN on Friday night. And that was just as bad. So I'd have no faith that any other network would do it better. But it is just frustrating to see all of the money grabbing that was going on on the part of the networks throughout this event. Now, let's just fly around, talk about each event, how I would fix it. Starting off with the Rising Stars game, we don't need three teams. We don't need four teams. We don't need a team captain. We don't need team Jalen and team Tamika or whatever it was. We just need two teams. The rookies, the sophomores, divided up by the draft class. There's always going to be a sense of pride in which the year you were drafted and thinking that your draft class is better than the previous years or the following years or whatever, right? I just think that it would be a lot more simple and a lot better way to showcase some of the bright talent in the league. We have a ton of loaded rosters. Just toss the ball out and see who wants to take it more seriously. I think that would be a great start to the weekend. Next is a skills challenge. Probably the only event that was better this year than it was five years ago. It should be a team thing rather than an individual event. They just need to remove the mid-game interviews and remove that terrible passing challenge. And that one would actually get a thumbs up. Let's keep it pushing to the three-point contest, the event that's been the most entertaining event for five straight years. They continue to bring in incredible talent for three-point contests. There were a ton of actual all-stars out there, and I really did not even know who I would have picked to actually win the event because it was so loaded with talent. The only thing that was annoying was just, again, how dragged out it was. It was cool that there was a tiebreaker and four guys finished with exactly 26 points, and they all had to have like a middle round before they advanced to the final round to determine who would make those spots. But that being said, we also don't need the sponsored balls. I know that those have been around for a while, like the Mountain Dew balls that are worth as much as an entire rack. That's just like an added variable that we don't need and have never needed in that contest. And then finally, I think that Steph and Sabrina, that contest was absolutely awesome. I think it really exceeded everybody's wildest expectations for that they had Sabrina set an incredibly high bar. And she actually would have qualified to make the finals in the men's three-point contest right before that. And Steph had to go beast mode to even compete with Sabrina and eventually win the whole thing. My only complaint is that, again, this just took so long to have a second three-point contest after the real three-point contest. And obviously, since Sabrina had plenty of talent to compete, why not just get a few different WNBA players to compete in the actual three-point contest next year? That would be my suggestion to fix it moving forward. Next, we have bar none, the worst event of the weekend, and that was the dunk contest. I'm just going to throw it out there that I do not care about guys that are not actually in the NBA. I'm going to come out and say it. I, I care about them as people. I just don't care about seeing them in the NBA dunk contest. Mac McClung has played in four games in his entire career, and he has two slam dunk titles. They are absolutely deserving. He was absolutely the best dunker last year. He was the best dunker on Saturday night. And this is not about my guy Jalen Brown losing. I know he's a Celtic. I know I wanted him to win. But he was terrible. He was embarrassing. He shouldn't have even made the finals. So in no way am I bitter. I think the right guy won. I just think the right guy, in this case, Mac McClung, should never have even been there and had that opportunity in the first place. It is embarrassing that all the best players in the world are playing in exactly one day, the following night on Sunday night. 
and they are all stuck in that whatever city is hosting the All-Star game, right? Presumably they're already going to be there. You need to find a way to incentivize these players. Fork up the incentives, right? Fork up the cash prize. We saw that it worked for the in-season tournament. You know, pay out 100K each, pay out 200K and an additional 50K to the person's charity or something like that, right? Find a way to incentivize these players. Also, it's a dunk contest. It's not a fashion show. We don't need the whole court to light up and, and be the, a mural of something, right? We don't need a player to have an outfit change and have accessories with every single dunk. I understand that the dunk contest has been going on for 50 years, but that being said, there's still new and creative dunks out there. If you want to pay homage to somebody and change your jersey before a dunk, sure, go for it. But you should have 45 seconds. The camera should go on you, and the second the camera's on you, you should have 45 seconds. If you want to dance around or change your jersey or whatever beforehand, that's fine, but that's that much less time you will have to complete a dunk before the time expires. I'm sorry to Jalen Brown. He was clearly very passionate about all the circumstance that went into his dunks, right? But that being said, it was a horrible product to watch, and he was embarrassing in that contest. I was very disappointed to even advance to the finals. Finally, the judging was terrible. I'm glad that the fan voting was not a thing, right? It's always off the rails when you incorporate the fan voting, but can we at least have the judges like pass a vision exam before the contest? Because the scores were all over the place. They were terrible. They seemed to hate Mac McClung, uh, which I do get because clearly I do as well. And I know that there were a few legends in that group of judges, but maybe it was the court Maybe it was past their bedtime, whatever, but the voting was really terrible. So I'd find a way to maybe improve the voting process next year as well. Finally, the meat and potatoes, the all-star game. I'm glad it was East versus West. Let's start off with the positives. Okay, that's it. That was the only positive. I do think that the, the team captains and the selection show the past couple years was fun. It was something different. Gave us some funny moments, you know, when those shows were televised on TNT. But that being said, I think East versus West means something. It speaks more to the history of the game, so I think it, that makes sense. And I do understand that nobody's going to try. This was easily the worst All-Star game I've ever seen. There was over 200 points scored by the Eastern Conference, and the West was right there as well. The game was never close. The East got ahead in the track meet and then never really looked back. And so there was never even one singular second of competitive basketball at any point during that game. Even in bad past All-Star games, right, there's at least been like five minutes or at least a few possessions of hard play between, again, the 10 best players in the world sharing the court together at the same time. And we couldn't even see that in last night's game. And so in my solution to fixing the All-Star game, can we just get a quarter? Can we get a quarter of guys actually giving a shit? I know the rest of the league is on break and the All-Stars are the only ones working on these nights, but it is growing the game. It is a really awesome product when it's out there and when it's right. And so I do think that they should make an effort to fix it. And I think it starts off more similarly to a, a format that we saw last year, right? I think there should be four quarters, right? As there are in all basketball games. But after every single quarter, the score should reset. Let's say that the East picks a charity and the West picks a charity. Let's say it's Boys and Girls Club of America and then Feeding America for the West or something like that. The winner of the first three quarters gets a certain amount of money donated to their team's charity. So whatever winning team, let's say they get $100,000 for each quarter that is won. And let's say that there's also, during those first three quarters, a point multiplier. Every basket after 40 points is going to be an extra $10,000 to charity or something like that, right? So there is that extra incentive, as if the players really need it, to not really play defense, to let everybody score, and, and to have it being a really flashy, fun affair for the first 36 minutes of the game. I think that would be great. But then the final quarter should have the same ending it had last year with the Elam ending, play to a target score. I want to see a pickup game between the best players in the world playing to 40 points or 50 points or whatever. And for that quarter... The teams are incentivized because the winner of the All-Star game as a whole in the fourth quarter specifically gets $100,000 each. You have to pay up. Again, it works. 
for the sake of the in-season tournament. So set aside some money from the TV rights, set aside, you know, $1.2 million to get people to give a shit about the All-Star game. I think it's worth it because that's really seems to be the only thing to get through to these guys. And if guys can't get behind at least one small game to like 40 points and, and can't lock in for that limited amount of time with East versus West in the line, with real financial implications and hundreds of thousands of dollars in the line, then the league is cooked. If they can't try in that circumstance, then the league is cooked and we should just collectively move on and just give the guys a break and not even have an all-star weekend if they cannot try at that point. So that does it. I did go over 10 minutes because I am a maniac who loves this game way too much, but I just want to chip in and say like, look, the production was bad. The product was bad. I just was really frustrated throughout. And I think it's really frustrating because even in the events like the three-point contests where there was a lot of talent out there, they still fell short because of, of all the production that went into it, because of all the weird rule changes and the tweaks that they've made over the years that have ultimately fixed the product that was never broken in the first place. So yes, I am too old for All-Star Weekend. Yes, it was not designed for me, but I think as a whole, we could have a much better collective product for All-Star Weekend if the league put a little bit more effort into making the product and the contests themselves a little bit better and a little bit less into the production, I think we would all be in a better place with All-Star Weekend. So that just about does it for me, guys. Way too long of a rant on, again, a really shitty TV product this weekend. But with that being said, I will be back. The NBA is returning to action later this week. So enjoy, spend time with the fam, take your significant other out on a nice date while you can because League Pass is going to be back, what is it, on Thursday night of this week. So with that being said, I will talk to you guys next week. Before I let you go, be sure to follow at Words with Wallace on everything. That includes Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok as well. Be sure to follow at Words with Wallace there. I will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.